Hey, you're listening to Innovators Can Laugh, the fun startup podcast. I'm your host, Eric Melcher. On ICO, we interview an innovative entrepreneur in the European tech startup scene every week. My goal is to have my guests share their wisdom while having a little fun in the process. Now let's dive in. Hey, ICO fans, today we're chatting with Bootstrap founders Daniel and Marcus from StoryArk. StoryArk is a digital memory album for you and your family. It allows you to securely store photos, videos, and audio and share them with your family and close friends. Daniel and Marcus got this idea at Oktoberfest. That's right, Oktoberfest. And as you probably guessed, they are dads as well. So in this chat, we learn about how they are bootstrapping their startup, how StoryArk is different than other apps in the marketplace, and also fun stuff about their personality that even they did not know about each other. If you want to listen to this on YouTube, you can find my channel, Innovators Can Laugh, and check out episode 49. Let's dive in. Okay, so paint a picture for me. You guys are out at Oktoberfest. And are you with your kids or with your family or is it, you know, just, just no kids, no family? For, let's start there. So no kids, no family. It was a work event. So we, we worked together at the same company at the same, at, at this time. And it's so for, for companies in Munich, it's, it's quite usual to, to have at least one table at once during Oktoberfest where the company pays for everything essentially. And yeah, we did this with this company back then and <clears throat> And I, I had this idea um, in my in my head, young dad. So my kids, I think, were four and two or, or three and one at this time. And I had this idea. So the, you know these family journals? I think every, every dad or every family that I know at one point started doing this this written family journals where they where you have this this two pager for a week and you write what you what you've experienced with the family, how the kids are, what the you know how they're developing and so on. And that's this idea. You're making me feel you're, you're making me feel awful because I don't do this sort of thing. I, I write that's... one email on his birthday, and that's it. And that's... I'll let him read it when he's like 15 or 16 years old. But I don't do this every every but week. That, that's <laughs> that's the thing. Everybody started, but nobody does it. Exactly. I, I have I have two I have twin here in in in, in our bookshelf where we did where we started twice, and it's. One or two weeks are filled out, and the rest is completely empty because you, you just yeah. you, you just stop doing it because the, you, it, it's like this going to to the gym. You you get this feedback, this 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 gratification of doing this. You get this way later when you when you hand it over to your kid, which, which it could be 10, 12, 18 years later that you that you hand it over, and then this is when you when you get this this feedback. Thanks for doing that, but um, and, and not only that, it's. Um... It, it's also maybe you can do it. You would do it more often if you're not doing it by yourself, right? Uh, if you get your family to also participate and fill out entries into this journal, which normally you cannot do if the journal is sitting at your home. Yeah, yeah. I I have this little journal for both my my kids, and it takes me. I have to nug nug nag nag and nag my brother and my dad to like fill it out, you know. And it's just like a constant nag. I don't. I think for my second kid, I don't even think they wrote in there yet. And, you know, the second kid always gets, gets left short because their journal is like less completed. The, there's not as many pictures, you know, you feel kind of bad, right? Hopefully they won't discover that when they get older in <laughs> life. Okay. But so let's go back here. You guys had two young kids. You're at Oktoberfest. You work at the same company. And, uh, but how, who came up with the idea initially uh, for StoryArk? Like, how did that come about? 
Yeah. So as I said, I, I wanted to, the idea was, so if, if I would be writing this journal, but then my family could also see it. So every entry that I add, I could send it to my family and my family could, could, could do thumbs up, could do emoji reactions, could comment on it. And, you know, at, at this time we always shared photos uh, via WhatsApp when, whenever something, you know, yeah. And I do that, but yeah, but what's of it, it's, there is a, in between, there is a message. So when, when do you arrive or uh, what should I cook for dinner? And so it's, it's not this, this, this channel like uh, experience where you have everything close by. So I had this idea of the, this timeline where you can also maybe add, add a wait up that dates for your kids, which is something, especially when they, uh, so one year old, you, you constantly tracking the, the weight, if it's really growing like it should, right? Yeah. And, and then I had to have these nice graphs in, in your timeline. And, and then, so we're, we're out of fest and sitting close to Daniel and we have one, one, maybe two or more beers. So, and, and, uh, we are talking about, yeah, what we, what we want to do with that. Like, yeah, I have this, <laughs> yeah. We, and I, I have, I, I, yeah, I have this, this idea. And, and then Daniel was like, yeah, this is a great idea. Yeah, we should do it. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and then there's no welcome. But Daniel, why were you so excited? <laughs> there's no welcome. Yeah. Yeah. You did. Uh, yeah, there we, was more than one or two beers to I, to have that kind of excitement. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so I was how, I was saying that. Why were you so excited? I was trying to recreate the, this exact uh, this exact use case. Let's say uh, using Google Photos, and Google Photos has a number of social features which kind of allow you to do this, but not in the way that I wanted to. So basically, I was I was trying to let's say massage Google Photos into doing what I wanted. And when Marcus started talking about this, I was like, I, I, it, it really resonated with me because this is exactly what I want, I was trying to do. And we, we had another friend there who was also a young parent. He was uh, also a technical guy. So he was also getting in on the conversation. It was funny how we created a sort of like <laughs> of uh, parents there and the other people in the table were not parents. They sort of started drifting away <laughs> from, yeah. and, and we did a very quick uh, drunk iteration of product features and, uh, and design. And by the, yeah, by the next day, I remember I, I, I asked Marcus, Hey, so what we were talking about <laughs> yesterday, are you going to so, imagine, so, imagine, so I, I, so I have this idea and, and, and I, I tell it to Daniel and he is, yeah, we should do it. And I'm really, wow, this is great. Yeah. We really, really should do it. And then. Fast forward to the next morning, you're a little bit hungover, and then so did you really think this was a good idea? Or was this the fear talking, right? And that's uh, and, and the first first time I meet him, and I saw and 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 he was like, "Stop! Are we doing this?" And he's like, "Yes, he's still on. He's still, on. <laughs> still drunk." <laughs> it wasn't just beer talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so where are you guys right now? I know you're bootstrapping, but does that mean that you're doing this on the side or you're doing it full time? We're doing it full time. So since yeah, since beginning of last year, actually, so it's savings from from before bootstrapping times that we are burning through. We also had a little a bit of government funding. So there's this it's it's kind of paid out of the out of your unemployment. You can to, you can either apply for unemployment insurance, unemployment money from the government if you are uh, unemployed, or you can 
but then you need to constantly, you know, start looking for another job or you can write a business case and then they can, if, if they think it's, it's valid, then they can approve it. And then you get six months of unemployment money from the government while you can okay. build up the, the business, which was quite okay, helpful. Who's responsible? Yeah. Yeah. Who is responsible for what at StoryArt between you two? So... So that the main, so on, on the tech side, it's I'm backend and Daniel is frontend, although because StoryArc is quite, quite mobile heavy, I think we can maybe go later into this, but why that is. So I'm also helping out on, on the frontend because the backend is not really doing that much for StoryArc. And then marketing is kind of our, where we still need to really get better and are still learning a lot, but it's, yeah. Kind of, we both tried to try to to do our okay. our share there. Yeah. Now, th there's a there's a big component when it comes to privacy. So I want to hear your guys y your point of view when it comes to privacy and uh, how StoryArc is a little bit different than some of the other apps out there. Yeah. So I, I think the 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 first the first aspect that we tried to do that we we thought was a uh, differentiator to other apps is that we wanted to have everything end-to-end -end encrypt obviously you cannot encrypt and end-to-end encrypt everything if you want to have a social app but we wanted to get the contact at least uh, encrypted so that means obviously pictures and videos and you know like comments this kind of thing it and it's kind of it's a tricky situation where you as a developer are trying to block yourself out of seeing you know like i i'm 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 building this app and, and I'm imagining my mother, for example, using it and sending it a picture to someone. And I'm imagining how I would be able through my backend access to get, to see her picture and then, oh, I could use this way. So I let me try to block that and make it not available. And I'm trying to actively stop myself from, from being able to see other people's pictures. And once you have this, you have this, this very secure end-to-end encryption where the content that's produced by the user is not visible to us. It's really only visible to the user and to people who we actively and explicitly share. That's one aspect. Um, okay. And what, and what are, what are some other things people get excited about when they discover it and they learn about story art? I mean, that is a huge thing right there. Obviously, their their photo of the kids are not going to be out there just floating around on the internet. That's probably the main thing. But is there anything else that, you know, they go, oh, wow, this is cool? Any other? That's actually a good question because the privacy aspect, uh, we don't really push it that hard because when it's working, you don't really notice it. The people who yeah. care about will probably notice it, but most people don't. So we we put a lot of effort in, in, in having like a really very delightful user experience. So we don't want to be... Uh, this was an explicit design goal, not to be just, you know, Google Photos, but encrypted or Instagram, but encrypted. We want, we wanted to have uh, a unique experience. So we have this personas, the, okay. the, the person who is archiving their pictures and the person who is sharing their pictures. And we want to, to kind of have an app, which is going, you know, it's just fulfilling uh, both of their needs, but in a very delightful uh, way. So one thing we're doing, for example, is. Uh, our gallery, our image gallery is, is really beautiful. We, we use the, a sort of blurred version of the photo as a background to the picture itself. And this creates a very immersive experience. And then because we have access to all of these versions of the image, when you don't have the image loaded on your device, we show this blurred version where most apps will just show you an empty gray box. Uh, this kind of thing, this is where we try to, to 
to put a bit of um, flair and, and to make the app really interesting to use rather, you know, than just like a gray box where we say, oh, no, you know, it's, but it's an encrypted. Okay. So awesome. Awesome. Initially, we, we kind of drifted a little bit away from this uh, very straight parent use case, because at one point, so we, we saw also kind of, because we saw there are some similar apps out there already, which none of them has these, these privacy promises. Um, so something, something, uh, so it, it was right. It was our mission right from the start. We, we don't want to, to, to have your data. We don't want to sell your data. When we put out the landing page, we made sure that it doesn't store any cookies. There is no tracking on the, on, on our landing page, which, which was actually quite, quite hard to, to bring our yeah. web fr uh, framework to not storing cookies because it's just, it's default. It's, it's not used for tracking, but it, it's used, for example, to, if you submit a form and then you have this small banner at the top where it says, thank you, this is usually done because you, uh, you, you store uh, this on the cookie that this was, uh, that, that, uh, that previously a form was submitted. So it, it, even these small things, but it, it it's kind of, uh, it, it was. Our, yeah, our mission, we, 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 it's privacy uh, first. And, but then we, so to, to come back to that, so we, we saw, yeah, maybe this, um, this, this tracking your life and in the kind of this diary way, but, but focusing on, on photos, this is something that, that would also be useful to, to other people. It's not necessarily parents that, that want to have this. Say, if, if you want to share some, so I've been out with the family and, uh, um, to a nice uh, theme park and I want to tell my friends who are also parents what nice experience this was then where would I do this right now I would maybe maybe you share it on on whatsapp but it it feels like a very whatsapp is like I'm sending you something and you immediately get notified that I've that I've sent you something and uh, so it's yeah. more this push model whereas if I would put something on Facebook then it would kind of appear somewhere in the stream so it would not feel so invasive to put it out there and so yeah. th that's why we slowly moved away from this very straightforward children parents use case and at one point i think it was maybe june or july last year maybe a little bit later we 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 had some larger restructuring of the app and we felt that it was a right the right time to 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 show it to more people and not only to our family and so we had a, so how did you do that? How are you getting the word out about it? So first it was really just family and they, they love it. So my, my, my dad, my, my mother-in-law, they, they really love it because they get these constant updates of their, the, the of their grandchildren. And especially family. during the pandemic where we were. Yes. Oh yeah. So it was kind of. We were also not about, can't see your family. And yeah. And then in, in July, August, we, we met with friends. Also, former employees of so kind of the same people that we went out uh, went out with to Oktoberfest <laughs> and give them an update. Yeah, yeah. You're like <laughs> you're like yeah. Remember, remember we were here last year. We had this idea. Well, here's how it's going. Take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. Most of them are quite pushy. So when are you finally putting it out there? Don't just kind of uh, build it on your own. Just put it out there. Then you get the feedback, and that's how we met and learned. My, we were not really expecting that much. So, we, so kind of the expectation is we go go there, we meet them, we show them the app, and it's yeah, nice, yeah, great, and then we continue with other things. But the interesting thing was it we we really kept 
it, it really changed the the whole event that we had. So everybody installed the app, of course, and then and so what you can do with it in Storehead, you can create this, this shared space uh, space where so right now it's it's called an album, and you can very easily invite other people to it via QR code. You can send the link, and they can join this album and. Then and that's what we did very early in the evening, and then um, everybody took pictures and immediately uploaded them to this album. And then other people were were looking at them and hey, this is a great photo. And so it, it really changed this this whole evening. And we had so many photos at the the end of the evening, which was also quite helpful for some of us who don't remember <laughs> that much. It was really interesting. This, 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 <laughs> it tends uh, to happen when you go out with these guys. <laughs> 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 so they they had it was really fun and I don't think we would, we would probably wouldn't have had any photo at all from this evening if we wouldn't have had story arc uh, and so it, okay. it's it's changing the way that you yeah that 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 you yeah, live together was, and it was really a, a great fun. experience and it it was a, I think it was the, the the first time where I actually felt that we have a really strong user experience here it's funny because we we. We built Story Arc to be offline first, which uh, basically means we want the app to be. WhatsApp does this to a point where you can open the app even if you don't have internet. You send a message and you close it and you don't think about it. It will get sent to it. And Story Arc has this experience, but in the also with media. So you can open the app, you can add pictures, you can comment on stuff. You close the app. If you don't have internet, it will get uploaded later. You don't have to worry about it. And we worked so hard on making it offline first, okay. but it's. And this is kind of, it seems like competing goals, but they're not, the app is also real time. So if you are connected to the internet, your changes are, are uploaded immediately. And if you're, if the person you're sharing with as the app open, they get your changes immediately and they see them in the app. So if they have it, this album, this shared album, if they have it open and someone adds a picture to it, you, you see it appear immediately as it's, as it's added. And this creates a very, what we thought at the time, or it still is, it's, it's really cool to just be with, with people and, and someone takes a picture and you see it immediately on your phone. It's not only uh, this real-time experience that's great, yeah. but yeah. you also know, oh, cool. And this will, picture will remain here in my, let's call it archives in my, you know, in full original quality. So if you have a particular great picture of you drinking beer. You can even print it when you get home. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this was really when we experienced. Yeah, I like this idea. Yeah, I like this idea because I I have so many photos on my phone. Some of them, when I get around to, I'll save in Evernote. But then I don't even know what I'm tagging them with. I don't know if it's like my kid's first name or whatever, and it's just going to be held to like go and find that specific picture or video later on years down the road. Right. And so this idea of just having everything organized in like this album that's really shared with the people that you want to share it with is pretty cool. So right now in terms of building it and marketing it, what specific challenges are you guys facing? So marketing is, uh, uh, so we are both with a technical background. So, and usually people from <laughs> technical background are not the, the greatest marketers. Right. And so this is just learning and so we're doing playing a lot with with twitter just because it's we are we are regular twitter users i mean that's also how we met right yes but it's the finding the right balance between creating new features and doing marketing uh, so I, I read lots of people are doing these 
this one week tech, one week marketing, but I don't think it would be the right for us. Maybe it would work more if uh, if you are solo than because um, if I'm not working on on tech stuff, then then you can also not work on tech stuff. So we would need both work because there are dependencies, right? So it's but I. I think we're still at the point where we need to force ourselves to do marketing. It's still not this, this, yeah, this is fun doing that. I hope it, yeah, at one yeah. point it will be like that. And it, it probably comes with, um, with success in, in, in marketing. So. Well, the good thing is, is that you're getting user feedback from the friends and family that you're sharing it with. And that's, that's really key right now. So I'd like to shift gears a bit and talk about being parents while trying to grow a startup. And you mentioned that your kids, you know, I think they're a little bit older now, but when you came upon the idea, they were like four and two. And how are you guys managing this? Because I know what it's like working at a startup and trying to launch, you know, or grow a podcast with two little ones who seem to be always home because the daycare is closed or one of them is sick. How are you guys doing it? So I almost had this issue this morning. Just came back from vacation yesterday. I went to visit my mother in Portugal. Uh, so my my girls are used to to going to bed late and come, uh, waking up late. My daughter came to my room and was uh, sleeping in my bed when it was already nine fifteen. We were about to start. I had to move her to her own bed. I'm not sure if she's still <laughs> sleeping or not. <laughs> and so yeah, you almost had then a girl waking up in the background um, for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How old are your kids, Daniel? Uh, they're three and five. So same ages, Marcus. Is okay. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Let's... Yeah. We're still in the trenches. It's pretty hard when they're younger than five. Really hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. What about, what about any tips and strategies for other dads out there who have kids and are also working at a startup or startup founders? Any advice for them on how to be more productive? Marcus, I'll let you go first. Prior, first priority is try to keep them healthy because if they get sick, then they cannot go to daycare and then they are at home with you. <laughs> so um, I'm still, so I, I don't have a, a kind of a recipe for, for doing it. It's um, shifting time. So what what is really hard is getting these longer stretches of time where you can really do deep work because it's yeah. even if, so trying to get them better to play with, with each other. So if you have two, it is already better than if you only have one because then they need you. So what we also do is if, if one of them is, is sick and needs to stay at home, then we also keep the other one at home too so that they can at least play together. Otherwise, there would be <laughs> one boring kid at home and that's constantly, Dad, can we do this? Can we do this? Yeah. So sadly, we also, but already during during the, the very early um, days of the pandemic, we, we started letting them watch TV what, much more than we did before. This. So we folded the my, my older one watch almost, so almost yeah. nothing. But I mean, it, it's, it, it is what it is. And uh, it's, it's also, yeah. she's now in an age where, uh, where the other kids are watching some television series. Paw Patrol was the latest one. And then they talk about this in, in, in preschool. And if she would be the one who never seen it, then she would already be the outside. <laughs> and I said, right. So yeah. Daniel, what about you? Are you, uh, 
Any tips there? Uh, so a similar one, we also make this, I think the one that was working very well for us is just keeping both at home when one of them is sick or needs to be home for a new. The other thing, we, we, we have two offices at home. So uh, we are both, uh, me and my wife, we're both uh, doing home office. So we have two offices. One of them is in our living room and the other one is in our bedroom. Um, so depending on needs for focus time and privacy, we can either switch to, to, to either home office. We both have laptops, so it's it. So currently, because I uh, needed to yeah. participate in this podcast, I closed myself in our bedroom. But typically I'm the one working on the living room where the children, they're making noise, but I just put my headphones and put some, let's say concentration, like metal. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I'm at home, that's my office too. I, I'm working out in the living room and have my, <laughs> the dining room table. I've got two monitors. Yeah, I know what you mean, guys. So before we wrap it up, I'd like to ask you guys some uh, some questions to reveal your personality a little bit. First question, Marcus, you can go first here. What's something that people don't know about you? They're not going to see this on your LinkedIn profile. <laughs> so I don't think that even Daniel knows, but, but I'm a very good and fast knitter. So like knitting with, yeah, I've, I've knit, I, I have sweaters that I, that I knitted myself and I'm so I, who taught you this? My mom actually. And, okay. and, and then YouTube videos of, of, of a very nice old Scottish woman. <laughs> so, and she is, so uh, there are two different ways of to knit. So one where you have the, the, the thread on your right hand, the other one where you have the thread on your left hand. And so this is kind of the, the. If, if you can do, if you can knit with both, then you can have one, uh, color, uh, in one hand, the other one, in the other, and then you can do these, these fair aisle style pullovers that that's with these patterns. And I, I can, I can, I can do that. I have a, I have a hat that I, that I knitted myself. Daniel, are you surprised by Marcus's <laughs> yes, here? A surprise. I had expecting a scarf for my Christmas gift. <laughs> You will get them, yeah. <laughs> with two different with colors. Story hack, no, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, Daniel. How about you? Something I don't know if you can top that. Uh, no, I, I something no. that people don't no, know. Marcus knows this. I I brew beer at home. Well, I kind of have stopped a bit because of uh, having children so often at home. <laughs> but I, I brew beer at home. Uh, it's, it's a fun hobby that I from time to time like to do. <laughs> You guys are like the odd couple. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. One more question for you guys. What do you guys like to splurge on? So let's say you've got some extra money. You want to reward yourself. What is something that you splurge on? Daniel, you go first. Holidays and in my work environment, I this is where I really spend a lot of money. So holidays, I like to go to Asia. I grew up in Macau, so I always enjoyed the Asian culture. My brother still lives there. So I like to visit him while during the pandemic, it was impossible, but, and otherwise, yeah, office, I, I just beginning of the pandemic, I spent 1000 euro on a very nice office chair, which still to this day, I really am happy. I did it because it's, I spend most of the day sitting on it. It's incredibly comfortable. So, or at least I want to think it is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, cool, 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 Marcus. So, so I'm also do baking bread and pizza. And so quite recently I, I got a pizza oven, this, this gas pizza oven that gets these really high temperatures where you can bake a pizza in 90 seconds. 
And yeah, and also get out buying flour, expensive organic flour for my bread. Hey, Marcus, I got to tell you, I don't know how many female listeners we have, but you may be getting some inquiries <laughs> after the show, right? Asking if I'm your mirror. This guy cooks. He makes knit sweaters right there. Clips the women for the rest of us. Ladies and gentlemen, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, that guy breaks for him. No, I don't want him. No, yes. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks so much for being on Innovators Collab. It's been a pleasure. Everybody listening, this is Marcus and Daniel from Story Arc. Where can these? Uh, where can they? People learn more about you guys? StoryArc.eu.com. Where, where do you want people to go? So StoryArc.eu and our Twitter is StoryArc app. <laughs> Fantastic, guys. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. All right. Cheers. Bye. What a fun conversation with Daniel and Marcus. I always find it hilarious when friends learn something about each other, although they may have known each other for years. My favorite takeaway from here is don't hesitate to ask friends for early feedback of your work. Oftentimes, we like to hide behind our projects and not reveal something until we think it's perfect. But often that's the wrong strategy because it's more important to get feedback early on. Also, many existing apps out there today, their entire business model depends on selling your data to willing advertisers. So you should think twice when it comes to sharing your memories, those are pictures and videos, of your loved ones. That's why StoryArc is such a great app for storing photos of our loved ones without worrying about privacy or security. I've included links from this show on the ICO website and newsletter. It's number 49 if you forgot. And if you enjoy this topic, feel free to give us a review. As always, thanks for listening. Keep hustling out there. This is Eric signing off. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review and star rating. Also, don't forget to sign up for the ICO newsletter at innovatorscanlaugh.com where you can get the bio and details of each guest. Thanks. <laughs>